Welcome to our review of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, The Jedi. But is she really? And by when you're saying she, who do you refer to? The bad guy in the episode? The chick <laughs> who had the great, who had the really awesome, like, layer. Like, she had, like, some really shitty people outside her gaze. Then inside of her gaze, she had water. <laughs> she had lush trees. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Clearly, I'm talking about the chick that everybody only cared about. And was only worried, like, oh my God, when is it gonna happen, Ahsoka Tano? True. Well, I think more people have been waiting to see Ahsoka uh, than finding out what the uh, look, found, no, the, found, the no, foundling no. or the baby Yoda or the child, whatever. We finally found out what his real name is. But I think Shut up. We're, we're excited to see Ahsoka <laughs> Tano live in in action. Um, yeah, which I guess is understandable because the baby's name, the the child's name, is horrendous. And I'm not going to call it that. <laughs> well, well, we'll go over those uh, little bits of information as we go through this episode. Um, so where we left off um, last episode was that, well, two episodes ago, Bo-Katan told Mando, Mando that he can find um, Ahsoka Tano on uh, the forest planet of Corvus in a city called Caladon. So he gets there, and just as he gets there, we see Ahsoka um, trying to attack the... The city itself. She's, I think she took out what, maybe six or seven guys um, on her own using uh, some kind of Jedi disappearing trick. Like she was, it was in the fog, but somehow she was able to, I guess, mask herself and they weren't even able to track her movements at all. But she took them out one by one until uh, she got right to the, the gates and saw the hired gun was no other than uh, one of Kay's favorite 80s actors. Michael Vian. Yes. Look, I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, I know everybody else was excited about about Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tana, but the moment I heard Michael Bean speak, I was like, oh shit. Hold up. Because I haven't seen him in anything really. Like, not really like, and again, that's why I was not checking, checking for him, but I'm just like, like, realistically, I haven't seen him in anything since like maybe, I think, what, The Rock? Um, and I was like in the 90s but I'm like the dude is fucking huge which is weird but whatever again this is a side note that it's not need to be part of this conversation but like dude was in let's see he was in the first Terminator movie mm-hmm. he was in the Aliens movie mm-hmm. like what the fuck dude was in a bunch of shit a bunch of stuff and it was just like his career kind of just was like fizzle so like the moment I heard his voice I was like oh shit I sat up beforehand i was just like laying down like i didn't really care what was going on then i sat up and i was like oh shit is that who i think oh my god is that who i think and then he speaks someone else like oh fuck it is yes dude you're gonna die but you're the bad guy but yes sorry yeah well you don't know he's going to die you you hope he is but you don't i mean but come on let's be honest track record we we, we (laughs) (laughs) aliens he did did. (laughs) it Like he didn't, he didn't survive for Terminator. He did what he he came back long enough to impregnate dude's mom, to John Connor's mom, and was good. But he ain't survived, so, so he was like the he was like a Sean Bean before. Sean I was just Bean. gonna say that it was basically <laughs> a Sean Bean. And and the mention Sean Bean is actually funny because earlier today I was we, we watched uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. So I I got to see an '80s as well as an early 2000s person who was best known for just dying in their movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So but is that a little bit cool. of foreshadowing for this episode? I mean, it might be. <laughs> Maybe it might not. Be. 
it could be but yeah you're just like i don't know maybe it is maybe it's not but look yo can we just agree that uh morgan elsbeth the magistrate she her 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 area like her her compound was awesome yes the people were in, were living in squalor and she had people like up on whatever but like if we're gonna live somewhere on a deforested planet that you've deforested i feel like that's the perfect place like she has it set got nice clean water just beautiful well, they don't really go into the backstory about, um, well, too much into her backstory, other than what Ahsoka tells us that the reason she's trying to get to the magistrate is because she's looking for someone, and then she believes that the magistrate has that information. Uh, meanwhile, she does uh, tell the Mandalorian that uh, the magistrate is known for basically going to planets like this and basically sucking all the resources out of it and giving it to the Empire to fuel the, the uh, Empire's engine uh, as far as their uh, war machine. Now that this is after Return of the Jedi, I'm presuming that there's no more Empire left. There's just you know, remnants of those loyalists. Um, so maybe she's able to just uh, use her power and just hold on to this last vestige of uh, the Empire on this one planet. Uh, but. The opening scenes in the outside of the city where it's all looked like a deforested um, a planet or burnt out, it reminds me of playing Ghost of Tsushima where um, you're in the third act where you're um, heading up north just into the winter time and everything has been burnt away. It looks like it's just like a, a big wildfire happening. Uh, I'm not sure if it's more of a Kurosawa vibe as far as the, the way David Filoni um, uh, wrote as well as directed this episode, but I really liked it. I'm probably going to watch it again when we get off the, um, the podcast again, just to see if there's anything else I missed, though. That seems like a smart idea. I think I've watched it twice already. Yeah, oh. I only watched it twice so far. Only twice. I've only watched it once, so that's a good thing. Well, because mm -hmm. I saw it really early. Like, I saw it at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I ain't got to go to work today. Cool, let me watch this. <laughs> And then I watched it again, like right after, because I was just like, wait, what am I missing? And because again, I have not seen Clone Wars. I've seen like parts of Clone Wars, like maybe like the very first few episodes of the very, like the very beginning. Just know like, I'm side-eyeing you right now. Thank <laughs> God we're not in the same room together. So like, I know like there was stuff that happened that I was like, wait, I don't understand what this is. Like, I don't like, I know that Ahsoka Tana is important. I do. I like I, I gather that based off of the way everybody online has been like acting like oh my god we can't wait for it to happen but it means nothing to me but <laughs> so what is what is so honey if you you watch clone wars from yeah. beginning to end exactly. um and in terms of the excitement for ahsoka tana like i had that excitement as well but I, I would be lying if i said i saw every episode of clone wars um however this episode makes me want to revisit that series um, so aside from her appearing to be a Jedi or having lightsabers, what is the big deal about Ahsoka Tano? Well, Ahsoka Tano, she was a creator, a creator character exclusively for Clone Wars. Um, she, to me, she helped humanize uh, Anakin Skywalker a bit uh, prior to, you know, the live action version of him. Ugh. But um, basically, she, became, she was uh, his Padawan, Anakin's Padawan. He taught her the ways of the Force. She became... Um, uh, very competent um, sidekick, if you will, if that's what, how you want to label her. Early on with Anakin Skywalker, they formed almost like a, um, a big brother, little sister kind of vibe. And she ended up becoming, well, she ended up getting booted out of the uh, Jedi Order because um, she was um, framed for an explosion at, at one of the Jedi temples, uh, if I recall correctly. 
even though she uh, she had evidence to prove that she didn't do it, the Jedi um, uh, masters had still voted, Yoda included, to um, disband her from the Jedi Order, from the Jedi Temple. So she's technically not a Jedi, even though she has the powers and everything like that. So she left um, and that really hurt Anakin. I think if you take that, her departure from uh, the Jedi Order and then put that right in long, along the lines of when the, um, uh, what is this, the Rise of the Sith, uh, that, that's a uh, film, you can see his, his uh, his anger and his um, animosity towards the Jedi Order. So that it kind of, they kind of use the Clone Wars um, footage to kind of build how Anakin's hatred for the Jedi's um, grows because uh, his distrust for them grows because he is basically, he has now, he's always been an only child. Now he has someone close to his age, you now kind of show, showing them the ropes and you boot them out um, without really, without them having a fair trial. Um, he's never to see her again. He doesn't know where she is. So she goes off. Um, they basically wrote her off the, out of the Clone Wars. So you never see her again. You just see Anakin, uh, you know, still brewing um, uh, over it. Uh, but we already know, spoiler alert, we already know Anakin turns into the dark side. Um, there are scenes in the final season, uh, final two seasons of the Clone Wars where uh, we do see Darth Vader now. And he does have um, uh, a battle with uh, Ahsoka Tano. And Ahsoka does realize who uh, Darth Vader is because she she cracks his mask and she sees Anakin. She realizes it is Anakin, and you know he tells her Anakin doesn't no longer exist. He's only you know, Darth Vader now. Uh, she's able to escape that uh, attack, um, and then that's why inside of uh, the Mandalorian, she's like, I don't want to train Baby Yoda. We'll call him Baby Yoda for now until we do the master reveal of what his name is. Because she, as she said, she she knows what um, you know someone someone who has fear in their heart and and darkness, how that will turn out. And she's referencing Anakin. She knows Anakin turns into Darth Vader. So for those who haven't seen Clone Wars, that's who she's, re that's who she's referring to, not just you know, Emperor Palpatine or something like that. Um, so seeing someone from the cartoons for the last, you know, for the last three, three plus years, seeing them live action uh, and, and holding their own, not just a little B-side character is, is really exciting to see. Uh, not on the same level, definitely on a higher level than you know, when we saw Bo-Katan, who also had a decent role in the Clone Wars cartoons. Um, but it's good to see. I'm trying to think what character uh, was you know, exclusive to the cartoons or books that we haven't, that you know, finally makes a live action um, uh, thing. But I think, honestly, I don't think there is anyone inside the Star Wars world that we've seen so far in the films and the, the, uh, the, the Mandalorian show that we've never seen, that we've heard about in the books and then finally get to see in the um, uh, in live action now. No, it's, it's interesting that you say that um, because it seems like this, what this show is doing and it's doing a more effective job than I think the, the last trilogy is it, it's tying together all the little pieces that I think were troublesome in the Star Wars mythology based off of what occurred in the three different trilogies. And it's also taken what was the best about the Clone Wars, um, even some items that were canon, but they were no longer canon. It's, it's tying it all in together. Um, so whether it's about the, you know, the I won't even say their name in terms of how Yoda has, um, is connected to the Force, 
I love the way this episode, when she had to describe Baby Yoda's ability, she referred to it as the Force as opposed to something being in his, his, his bloodstream. Um, so I think this show is starting to tie up a little bit of those loose ends from different series um, that people did not like from either the original trilogy or even other series in the Star Wars universe. True, and I think what they'll what they're probably doing now is, like I said, they're tying it tying in content that happened uh, as far as the timeline goes prior to um, uh, the Mandalorian series. So you no, know, they're tying in some references from Clone Wars, tying in references from uh, you know New Hope uh, trilogy, all to the Phantom Menace trilogies. Uh, we don't know where they're going to go in the next three episodes. I think it's only eight episodes this season, uh, if I'm correct, either eight or ten, but. They only have a few handful of more episodes to go, so maybe by the time this season ends, that might give us give them enough material to kind of show us uh, or help tie in what's going to happen in um, a Force Awakens or, or you know, later on down the line. Um, again, with with the Mandalorian, since we don't know exactly what's going to happen in these next few episodes, will they see um, the Master of the Magistrate? Uh, and live action. That's also another, you know, geek out moment uh, when when they, when they finally re- when Ahsoka Tano finally reveals the name of the master who she's hunting for or looking for. Because when we first watch, see Ahsoka and she's saying she's, you know, she the magistrate has information. I'm thinking the magistrate might just be someone who knows of a force ability that she wants to be uh, learned about. And I'm thinking, well, if she captures her, how is Ahsoka going to learn this? Force ability or something. It's not until midway through the episode that we find out that um, she's actually looking for a particular individual, and that this magistrate may know who she, is, he or she is. Yes. Um, one of the things that I, I loved about this this episode because I think it's, it's one of the best episodes in the series um, because it, it ties into so many different aspects of the Star Wars universe. Um, is, is the way that they use her character for some of the biggest revelations in this show to date. Um, Namely, uh, that Baby Yoda's name isn't Baby Yoda. Um, Even though everyone's still gonna call him Baby Yoda. Um, It's like like a nickname growing up. You know, you get stuck with that nickname and that's what people call you and then they literally forget what your real name is because all they know you is by your nickname. So I think Baby Yoda's name is gonna always be Baby Yoda no matter what. And people may call him his government name here or there, but it was like, who's that? Like, you know, Baby Yoda. Like, oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. But again, I just love the way that this show had some of the biggest revelations in it, as opposed to, you know, more mysterious um, quests and, you know, go to this planet to drop this person off. So I I think this episode really moved the story story forward um, a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I... Again, like I said, I wish I, like, I wish I may, I'm not gonna lie, I said I wish it. No, I do. I wish I may have been, like, I may have seen more of, like, the, the Rebel and the Clone Wars, because then maybe I could have a better attachment to Ahsoka Tana. But, um, like, I do like the fact that she used the Force to communicate with, with the child. With, um, <laughs> with, with the grown child. <laughs> and how, like, what she learns to him and how he was like about about what happened on Corsican, you know, um, and how why he, why he doesn't use his powers. Although I feel like he's got no problem with using his powers when it's food and when it's food related or something shiny. So, like, but it makes sense though. 
It makes sense because he is still technically a child. And he's 50. But based off 50. of when Yoda passed 50. away, that's he he would still be maybe the equivalent of a, of a toddler right now. Um, Yoda, Yoda was 900 and was old. Look. No, Yoda looked old. <laughs> but Yoda probably looked old from the day he was born at this rate. Um, but I but I love the way that they're now developing his character even without him speaking. So one of the things I wonder was, well, when did Yoda learn how to speak English? Um, now obviously, I'm not trying Yoda to Yoda doesn't technical. speak English. No, he, he did speak. Yeah, but so, he didn't speak English. That was just our minds trying to wrap our heads around what he was really saying. Just in our so, thoughts. Like, so some of this makes me wonder, like, how much of, of, of Baby Yoda is due to circumstances as opposed to just the species itself? Um, so if you think about it, he's been living in fear, he's been hunted, um, but he was also being trained initially. And the only time we've seen him truly use the Force power is when he's protecting uh, Mando. So it, it's interesting food. that he was, is that but food sometimes it's a survival skill. I mean, you can't just see a blue macaroon and not try to eat it. That's a survival yeah. skill. If you ask me, that's a survival skill. Food, you need, you hungry, if you don't eat, you're gonna die. So he's always using it in order to survive because he, he couldn't he can live with himself if he did not taste that blue macaroon. So that's why he had to taste it. Whatever. So it's the same thing. <laughs> Whatever. But, it, but it's interesting to see that, okay, now we know that there's a little bit more to him than just him being cute or just random outbursts of power because he has a little bit of a story, which is, well, what can they explore as in terms of what he saw, who trained him, um, how did he initially get from the temple? There's a lot of questions that I think the story, this series can dive into. Um, so his name, how many other things can be revealed basically because of somebody else who he comes into contact with who may have access to the force? Um, so one of my favorite moments was when Mando first said his real name and how he responded to that. Because it's like, oh, wow, this is someone that he bonded with who didn't even know his name. He couldn't even communicate his name with him. Yet he trusts Mando more than anyone else. So I think it says a lot about the Baby Yoda character, um, which sets up, I think, a lot of potential for him going forward. So will you continue to call him Baby Yoda? Or are you gonna actually say his his real name, his government name? No, nah, I'm not gonna put him on the spot like that. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's Baby Yoda until he says otherwise. So yeah. I mean, she looked at his she looked at his driver's license. She didn't have to do that. He just, you know, like, she called him. Yeah, his name is whatever. He looked like, yeah, right? <laughs> like we had yeah. this bond going on. He had to say that. He had to say my name for my boys. Come on, man. Right? It's like you learned one of your friends' name is Eldridge or something weird. It's like what? That's what they we've been calling you this. Like, we're calling you Peanut since you were two years old. Your name is Eldridge. No, it's like one of those moments. Um, but I, but I did love this episode. I love um, Rosario Dawson, uh, um, Ahsoka. It was, again, it's, it's a character that I've always thought looked dope. Um, but again, since I haven't watched Clone Wars um, thoroughly, I was still excited. And I think that she killed the role of a Jedi or a former Jedi mm -hmm. um, because she was formidable. And just like the episode with um, Bo-Katan, 
I do wish that this series will have more of her, but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, yeah, good question. I, I'm hoping it brings her back, but I think also if, for those who've watched uh, Clone Wars is that they've shown in Clone Wars since it was uh, she was in it for multiple seasons, they've shown her from when she was a Padawan, when she was just a, a, a young woman, to basically she was you know, she was an adult um, uh, uh, woman, or I'm kind of drawing a blank as to what their what their species is called, but basically you, you saw her maturation. So you, you see so you see her go from you know from start to uh, hopefully we're not seeing her finish but to where she is now in the live action version and then um Rosario Dawson did a really good job especially in the action sequence where it looks like she's holding her own uh, dual wielding uh the lightsabers um and even in the final battle scene with her and the magistrate fighting uh, and, the, and the magistrate had that you know beskar um, um bow staff actually no it was a, bow, a beskar spear actually it was a good fight scene, and I, I think that's what also makes me like uh, the live-action version of Ahsoka was that they didn't really kind of uh, just use her for just the, the face of the character. You know, she actually did. Yeah. She actually did action. Not said she didn't do her stunts and stuff, but it wasn't like okay, I'm just here to talk. You know, yeah, I'm here. Here's Ahsoka. You know, dual wielding lightsabers, kicking butt and stuff like that, cutting people down. Uh, you, know, you know, kicking butt uh, all throughout the, the episode. Yeah, I mean, the action in this was, was dope, especially the brief battle. I, mean, I can't even really call it a battle um, between Mando and, and um, Ahsoka. Uh, but I love how I brought back the, the knowledge of the Jedi and the Mandalorians. They, they were enemies at one point in time. Um, and what could have changed that? Pretty much nothing. Um, so I do love how it tapped into all of these different aspects, which is, okay, the world, uh, the universe, or the galaxy has been changing um, ever since the last, um, this ever since um, Return of the Jedi, which he said, okay, the Jedi are gone, but the Empire fell too, but they're still around. Um, mm -hmm. So this, this episode at the end, you know, she did hint that there are, there are some Jedi still out there. And the question I have is, which ones? I mean, we know one that's still alive at this during this period of time. Um, I don't know how they could get that character to show up, but it is very interesting. There's only one character that we know that is still alive that has a lot of experience with that species. Yeah, but I guess also that she doesn't know that Luke. Well, that's one thing I always found interesting when we watched The Mandalorian is that uh, you would figure that everyone would know about uh, Luke Skywalker because, you know, he was, you know, I would presume he's, he's the face of the rebellion. Uh, he helped take down the Empire twice. He's a known Jedi, so I would figure that the world would know of this character, but I guess they don't. Because she would, I would have, I would have assumed that Ahsoka would might have even mentioned him. Like, yo, you should look up Luke. You know, he, he might know who this guy is or uh, he can help you train and blah, blah, blah. That's a good question. Um, would she have known that Obi-Wan was around? Would she have thought maybe he's still alive to some extent? She, um, she may not know questions. he's dead already, but by, yeah. by the time Mandalorian started, he should be dead because this takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it shows you how powerful Twitter is because shows that do not have Twitter, characters don't know anything until the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> if only they had Twitter out there in the outer Exactly, <laughs> they, they could see Luke's face. They know what planet he's on. They can see <laughs> selfies, everything, all in one place. Also, so Luke's, got, <laughs> Luke's got his Snapchat on. I'm out here in Tatooine right here, living it out in the desert. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I got my I got my Jedi drip going on. 
right? Like the fall of the empire is fake news. That's what Palpatine um, would be saying. <laughs> I know the, so, the Galactic Senate. I want to. Re- I want to recount on the votes to the Galactic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Senate election was rigged. It gave all that power to them in the Clone Wars. And so it's like it, would, it is interesting though. Um, what characters could they be referring to? Because um, if she didn't say that this just one um, or two, she said there's a few. And again, she may not know. And it just may be the show throwing that out there. But it is interesting because someone is going to have to train him. Who's going to come looking for him if they do make it to the temple um, that was alluded to in this episode? That might be what season three will be about. Well, unless season, well, we don't, I'm hoping that they link up again and he. Uh, helps her find out who the master is, and I guess we we're well deep into our episode now, so we can actually talk about um, the attack or the battle plan of uh, Mando and Ahsoka Tano decide to you know pair together to actually take on the magistrate and all her um, armed guards. And that's after the magistrate already told him and said she would give him the although technically he never answered. He told the magistrate told him, "Hey, if you can go find this person and kill her." I will give you this spear. I'm just saying, like that—that's that, unfortunate. She totally did is give him the where the location of everyone was, and what happens? It gets used against her. That's not cool. That's not cool. But you have to consider what she was doing. Um, whoa, to whoa, the people whoa. in that she town. She was living her best life in a dusty town with some water. You know, she looked clean. Her people look her, her inner guard, <laughs> guards looks okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, sure the townspeople were a little scared and couldn't talk, and you know, robots would, I mean, droids would try to kill them. You know, it's the little things, or they might get strung up in some sort of weird electronic device that would just shock the crap out of them until you saw their, their, skeleton, their skeleton inside. Oh yeah, minor details. Yeah. Yeah. Minor <laughs> details. Like, had a mild discomfort. Details. Yeah, I know, right? It is. Sacrifices <laughs> for a life of comfort, right? Right! <laughs> but can we talk about the real hero of this episode for just one brief second? Um, the can cat? we talk about Ahsoka? The no, no the, the, the old man who, when they said to, to kill some prisoners, he was getting ready to rush out of his house. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a real moment. Because um, when you think about it, it's like, okay, let's say this is happening in the town you live in, and then, you know, you're hiding out, and then one second it's like they're going to kill somebody that you love or someone that you know and you care about, and you just, you just spring to action without even thinking about it. And that's where it happened in that moment. So even though it was a minor detail, it was like, wow, that was that was good writing. Because I felt that in that one moment where it's like, what could he do? Nothing. But it wasn't going to stop him from trying. Yeah, yep. I, I, I presume that he must have been the original magistrate before she took over. Yeah. He was always, because uh, at the end, you see him wearing, you know, wearing it looks like a robe of authority or, or so. so. I'm not. I don't think they were awarding him that title just because he helped those three individuals down off of the, the um, those pedestals, uh, the, the torture racks or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He definitely was a uh, was a hero. He didn't think about himself and went out there trying to help um, his fellow townsfolk uh, at all costs. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, but it's the little things. It's like it's, it's easy to in the big scheme of things to forget about the impact that 
these events have on the local people. And this show has been consistent in that theme of showing no matter what town they go to or which area they go to, the impact that it has on the local people in those areas. And this episode was another example of that. Yeah, I feel like this this show gets Star Wars really good to the point where, like, you know how like, now that Star Trek has lower decks? Yeah. I feel like this is what this show gives us. It gives us lower decks. It lets us know what, like, what's happening to, like, what's happening to the actual people involved yeah. like the people's lives who are just like these big forces are fighting and all this stuff is happening and we care but like we never see what happens like to the to, to the everyday person yeah. and i kind of enjoy that that's what this show does it, it gives us the lower decks portion yeah yes i agree with that yeah um what i do enjoy about the um uh, again, referencing back to Clone Wars, and, and it's got to be Filoni uh, involved. Is that when they, when Mando and Ahsoka are attacking, and they split up inside the town. So now the uh, armed guards and uh, Michael Bain is actually looking for Ahsoka inside, the, like the back alleys of the, of the city. You see a Lothcat. Now, a Lothcat is one that you've, we've seen a number of times throughout the Clone Wars uh, animated series. So I always thought, I thought that was a nice. I'm not sure if it's an Easter egg because it's blatantly seen uh, on more than one occasion. But um, I, I enjoyed seeing that little creature. And even though he didn't have an, it, didn't have any um, uh, real purpose in the episode other than just being inside the the alleyway. I thought that was pretty cool to see it um, actually in, in a live action version of the show of Star Wars. Yeah. Again, you got to see Clone Wars. I mean, you, yeah. you, you're cheating yourself out of You don't have to watch every season, but I would definitely say watch uh, at least the last two seasons because the last se the last two seasons deals with Ahsoka being um, booted out of the uh, Jedi um, Order. And then there's the final season, it's, you know, you see, I think the final four episodes of the last season is Ahsoka, um, Ahsoka-driven episodes when she helps um, the, with the attack on Mandalore to help... Um, Reclaim the control of Mandalore because uh, Darth Maul is there with his crew, and so you get to get a big battle between Darth Maul and Ahsoka um, inside of Mandal inside of Mandalore, which is a really good episode. And, and Bo-Katan is there as well, so I think it's, it's definitely a, a good episode. I think those episodes are good to see. Does that mean technically we yeah. could potentially see um, Darth Maul in this series? Um, yes, because by the time uh, this timeline, um, uh, Darth Maul is not dead yet. Well, I'm sorry. Well, no. According to the cartoon, because Darth Maul does get killed by Obi Wan on Tatooine by the, by the time oh, he kills him. Yeah, because he would he would have, he would have died by the time a New Hope shows up because he's he's an old man and they do the old the standoff, run at each other with blades out, and he dies. Um, so it would have to be a flashback or something to see Darth uh -huh. Maul. Honestly, unless they do a spinoff of Darth Maul before it becomes um, Palpatine's apprentice or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you forgot about the other. And again, this is only because I swear to God, Twitter points out the fact that the owl that we saw mm -hmm. was Mirai. Oh, I didn't think about that. I do recall seeing the owl, but I didn't think that was her. I just thought, oh, okay, there's an owl there. But so, okay. yeah, I was trying to like. I was like, this is a very like I because again, I don't didn't watch didn't see. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just thought it was really interesting that they had framed this particular bird. And I was like, you don't really see any other avian species. 
mm-hmm. they made sure she saw this bird. He's like, oh my god, it's Mariah, it's Mariah. And I'm like, I'm sure this means something. Yeah, because she's also in the final episode of Clone Wars when Ahso- um, Ahsoka's ship goes down and um, the Empire with Darth Vader in tow come to inspect. And they see the only see is um, the destroyed ship, and I, I believe they see her. Uh, I think that they see a lightsaber, so they presume that she's dead in in the crash wreckage. But then um, Darth Vader looks up into the sky, and you see the owl flying over over the uh, the crashed starship. And um, when you look at Darth Vader's eyes, he no longer has the red of the Sith eyes, and he has the he has Anakin's eyes again. So it's kind of like Anakin is looking out. Uh, out of his uh, almost like an out of body experience kind of thing anakin's looking outside of darth vader and see uh, darth vader persona and seeing um uh, the owl and that's like the final shot of the clone wars series itself and it closes off like that so you know we don't know where ahsoka goes she just walks off you know see her you see um darth vader looking up at the owl and then he walks back towards his ship and and so that's kind of how the series ends the way these two uh, former Jedi is going on uh, drastically two different paths to um, unknown, uncertain futures at that point uh, in time. Mm. But again, this oh. is all from Filoni. Filoni, you know, wrote and directed uh, predominantly most, if not all, of Clone Wars and created Ahsoka Tano. So it was only right for that. Hey, wrote uh, tonight's episode, uh, episode five of uh, season two. Nice. Mm. So I have to admit, I am gonna. I did add Clone Wars to my my list of, of yeah. shows to watch. <laughs> so I am gonna check it out. This episode made me want to watch everything about it because mm-hmm. um, I like the little the little references and the little Easter eggs that this show has. Um, and because it doesn't just come off to me as oh, we're just throwing out a cute Easter egg. It seems like they're really tying some of these things into into the story to some extent. Um, so there's another character that they said was that I saw on, on Twitter that was referenced um, apparently in this episode too, um, and it's another Sith Lord um, based off of I think the the assassin droids that they had in this episode, um, Darth um, Riven. Oh yeah, so I don't he's, know. He's uh, Darth Revan is a, a I think a much older um, yeah. Sith Lord, nothing long before um, uh, Palpatine. I think it's he goes back some some ages. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if, if that's going to matter or if it's just another, you know, way to draw people into the, the universe to let you know that, yes, this is Star Wars. Um, and the, any little detail that you may know, we're going to show appreciation for that. Yeah, and I, I guess, uh, and also the the master that they were finally looking for, that, well, Ahsoka was looking for, was actually Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, Thrawn was... Uh, uh, he's ne- you've never seen him or hear him mentioned in any of the actual films. Uh, again, he's a Clone Wars uh, reference, and uh, also if you read the books, uh, there are some uh, canon books. Uh, he was one of uh, Palpatine's uh, brilliant um, admirals. Uh, inside of the Clone Wars, he was one of uh, the Empire's, I guess, I guess, one of the biggest villains outside of Darth Vader towards the end. But he was he was very perceptive in everything he does, and he was always. It seemed like he was always a step ahead of the rebels and Ahsoka Tano's group and everything like that, where he can plot out what the um, potential outcomes for certain events would be. Um, he was pretty cold as well, as far as he would you know, sacrifice a lot of his own people just to get the end results of what he deemed necessary to be in good favor with um, uh, Emperor. Like he only reported directly from his own, the line between him and the Emperor. There wasn't even Darth Vader. Like there was, 
in the books, there's instances where he goes toe to toe with Darth Vader, not so much in, in a, uh, not in a physical altercation, but like in a battle of wits. Like, okay, you know, the emperor has me doing this and this, but it, uh, but the emperor told you to do this. So therefore I'm going to be in the, seen as in a better light than you. Um, yeah, he's a, uh, I forgot the name of his species, but he's, uh, you may have seen him online and stuff like that. He has blue skin and red eyes. Uh, yeah. He wears like a white, uh, with the white ad Grand Admiral uh, suit. So when he, when she mentioned Thrawn's name, I already geeked out. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I'm just hoping, just a, a glimmer of hope that when this season's over, maybe before the season's over, they at least show us Thrawn. Even if it's like, you know, just, just the back of him standing like on a bridge or whatever, just that would be that would be really cool because he's a, he's a really uh, cool villain to see. Um, not so much for action purposes, just to see again uh, animated characters coming to life, you know, pretty much. Hmm. Nah, I agree. I, I think it. I think for them to name drop him, um, they 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 want to do something with the character. I think it's going to tie into the overall story. Um, in some capacity, because we still, even though we have idea, we have an idea of what they, the Empire may be trying to do, we don't know definitively what it's trying to do right now. Um, so I think they're going to tie that villain in to some extent. Yeah, because in the books, there's a, a trilogy of books for um, Thrawn, where he um, he tells the Emperor there's a there's a, a threat that's um, that can uh, that's bigger than what you're facing now, which was at the time of the Rebel Alliance. This is before um, a New Hope, so this is between I guess just before our Rogue One and a New Hope. And he tells him he tells Emperor Palpatine that there's a threat that's outside of the uh, that's on the verge of the Outer Rim. So it's, it's basically an unmapped territory that there's a threat coming that we need to be ready for. And you know he wants he wants permission from Palpatine to go and explore this this perceived threat. So that's that's my that's my guess as to why we never seen him um, outside of um, uh, the Clone Wars stuff because Clone Wars items uh, episodes mostly take place in the Outer Rim, and so we don't really see uh, much of the main characters uh, from uh, from outside the Clone Wars inside of that series because of where they always take it. Well, most of the the battles with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn take place. And so I'm, I'm guessing that possibly that um, perceived threat may be some of the Force Awakens tie-ins, uh, like you were mentioning Kareem earlier, where they may be using the Mandalorian to kind of tie in the movies that have already come out to try to say, well, this is the Empire. The Empire didn't ex the Empire that was destroyed didn't just pop up again out of nowhere. Um, and the inner, um, and the inner rim uh, uh, planets like Coruscant and stuff like that, they came from this outer rim threat or whatever have you. Like that's how the Emperor was able to, I guess, get his clone body and all his acolytes in that temple in that horrible ass uh, finale yeah. of a Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Jedi's like, they got the Sith Barclay sister sent to there, like yeah, they exactly. come out of nowhere, like what has happened? And like what? The <laughs> Like a thousand ships out of nowhere. Like they could have they used that before, right? I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I liked how it ended. I'm presuming that Ahsoka didn't kill the magistrate because you know she still has some of her Jedi teachings, and she's not going to just um, kill someone with no reasoning or anything like that. Yeah. But she's not she a Jedi, me. so she she can kill. True, but she still has her, her um, I guess, her Jedi morals as far as, um, you know, not kill, not just randomly taking lives that she ain't got to. 
the Jedi, they were murdering people, though. They had, they caught some bodies back in the day. They, they try to pretend like they don't kill, but they killed a lot of people in the movies I watched, the series I watched. So. Yeah, but I mean, remember that, uh, that Palpatine coerced Anakin to kill Dooku. Like, it wasn't the Jedi way. Like, you're just supposed to take him in for custody and whatnot. You didn't know you supposed to kill him. But see, see, and this is this sidetrack. There's a little bit of elitism in Star Wars in that matter. Because you could kill all of these stormtroopers and right. you know, these lower class people, but don't kill one of the top leaders, even though it's still one person. If you kill them, then you go to the dark side. Not if you kill, you just killed a thousand soldiers. That's okay. Just don't <laughs> kill that one person that has status and power. Then that's what leads you to the dark side. Randos don't count. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this show is it, showing the opposite of that. So mm -hmm. aside from the higher politics of it, this show is making it so that, you know, every person in these towns you care about to some extent, and you care about how they're impacted, even when they don't have names in the story. You know, I love this series. This is, as I made after the last trilogy, I, I was very disappointed. Um, Really? Because it seems like I was extremely disappointed. It seems like everything outside of the last few movies in terms of Star Wars um, has been enjoyable. Um, this series is, is, it allows me to focus my love of Star Wars on it, in addition to the current games that are out now, too. But it, it, it's erasing the memory of the last trilogy in my mind. Because again, I think they, the issues with the last trilogy was based off of them not wanting to elevate Finn in a manner that should have been natural. True, true. There was one other moment in the in the movie. I like the little uh, standoff or, or showdown, if you will, uh, between yeah. Mando and uh, Kay's favorite character. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was brilliant. You're just like, oh. And honestly, he had me for a second because, you know, he, he's talking. He's like, you know, whose side is going to win? And they're, they're talking to each other. It's like hired gun to hired gun. Your right. side wins. There's really nothing in it for me because my side is gone. And I'm I'm only here because I'm getting paid. Basically. Yeah. I th he's putting his little his, his blaster down. I thought he was going to actually walk away from everything. And uh, he didn't. Didn't work yeah. out nope. for him anyway. Yeah. No, they pulled it. They pulled another. I feel like. They, like each time they try to give us something to tie into like the previous ones mm -hmm. so like this is like a who shot first nah this dude clearly is trying to shoot at him and got killed yeah, so, yeah yeah he's a perceived threat right yeah which is fine because you know why would you do that to yourself don't ever put your weapon down just, yeah <laughs> just take your loss you know you're gonna lose you should, like at least the other dude he ran from her and she just let him run like okay cool mm -hmm. he ran he was out nope it was just like ah, I'm getting too much money for this job. Yeah. Let me let me make it worth it. Well, also at the same time, no. Like if he if he would have left, like let's say Mando would have let him leave, mm -hmm. he'd never get another job as like a mercenary. How would he you know? Like, yeah. How would you know? Because your biggest client is dead. He like, doesn't have to mention her. He just says, "Oh, where did you work? Oh, nah, I work?" Come on, come on, come on. You are only as good as your last as, as your as your last client. He could fake an injury to say, no, I was, no, I fought off a, a Jedi and a Mandalorian, but my client got killed. Single-handed? Yeah. Oh, wait, he's, you know, he, I say, no, I, I survived, but my client didn't. Okay, well, these, these things happen. Yeah. How many people can say they fought a Jedi and a Mandalorian? His base would go up. 
Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Just gotta stretch the like tooth a little bit. Just, just, no. stretch that tooth. Just keep stretching it. Like they have a like they have a uh, Star Wars has their own version of LinkedIn. Like oh just just hit me up on LinkedIn. It's see me. Like, yeah, right. They do because like everybody knew. Because think about it, everybody knew who Boba Fett was. Like everybody knew who Boba Fett was. So yeah, like, like they know who Mando was. He come in with that Beskar arm. Oh yeah, you took out so and so. You took out this. Yeah. Right. So you know they would they would have known something. I mean. You on that LinkedIn, baby? You know, it's just, yeah, exactly. Get the guild pop because he's like, "Who are you?" He said, well, "He worked for the guild." He said, "Yeah, I work for the guild." Okay, come on through them doors. I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a friend with questions. Just make sure you accept it later on. Right. <laughs> everything for the guild. Everything yeah, everything. for the guild. <sighs> yeah, but I guess the last thing we have to do is reveal the name of the baby of the child. Yes, drum roll. <laughs> uh, baby Leroy. No, <laughs> That's no. what his name is. Because <laughs> he's got the glow. Um, <laughs> no, the, the baby's name is Grogu. Or is it yeah, Grogu? Yeah. Goku? No, Goku. Goku, no. Nah. <laughs> He's using the force to go same level five. No, it's like yeah. Rogu. Ro I think G R O G U was the name that the uh, um, Ahsoka said is his uh, government name. Yeah. He was, yeah. He originally is from Coruscant. I don't know if his species originated there, but she said he was trained in the, uh, the Jedi Temple. And I guess just during that, uh, during when the Order sixty six went out, someone she doesn't know who or didn't state who was able to get him off world and hide him. But I think he used the ability of the force to kind of cloud his previous memory so that's why he's not as adept to the force as he should be at that uh, ripe young age of 50. Yeah. Yeah. Because she says that his memory goes goes dark because he just you know he, it was so long hiding and, and, and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. my question is it probably is because at some point we know he gets he's given to um Lord bad name dude who was experimenting on him oh um john calls Alito's character or are you talking about the yes actual? the the doctor yeah let's just yeah okay let's let's go let's go with either um, so we know that they they had him for quite uh, probably for quite a few years the, looking at the way that the people the bodies were in the in the um goo those, those tanks yeah because episode yeah. four they they yeah they um uh, Mando sees, finds out that they were actually using uh, the child, the, the foundling, baby Yoda, Grogu's uh, blood to kind of, I guess, DNA splice. Um, I think they were trying to make people force adept, like trying to force people to become uh, and one with the with the, the force or the, the midichlorians or whatever you want to call it. Um, right. But they end up looking like something from out of Resident Evil, like the, um, the Titan or whatever. Uh, like these weird mutated arms and, and body parts and stuff um what i did like about the previous episode episode four when it ended with john calls esposito in that lab where this look like he has a bunch of dark troopers yeah so that's yeah. going to be interesting to see if he's going to be able to use those um to attack mandalorians or, or mando or even ahsoka because his mando doesn't realize that his ship actually still has a tracking device on it so they can they know where he is at all times right now Yep, they know where he's going. What? He, well, not where he's going, but they know where he's been. Mm -hmm. They can see the direction he's heading. They're just like, well, we're just gonna let you do what you gotta do, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, and then uh, 
where he's going, uh, Ahsoka told him to go to a, a Jedi temple. Um, I forgot the name of the Jedi temple, but she Tyson. told him to go to, I'm sorry? Titan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Titan. Uh, to go to uh, the Titan, the temple on Titan, uh, and place him on a pedestal and see which, and then I guess using his force powers to see which way his path will take him, whether or not right. he's, he'll be uh, trained in the ways of the force or to uh, remain um, uh, as a, a normal person, which uh, not using force powers or not expanding upon his existing force powers. Because he can act, he actually will be able to choose for himself. Does he want to continue learning, or does he want to stay with his papa? Yeah, which most uh, Padawans don't have that uh, that choice. Well, you know, <sighs> of course not, because they were, they were murked by um, freaking Anakin. Yeah, that killed. These Jedi, they, they never do a good job of protecting kids. So I, I was hit my way continue to understand the force to stay with Mando. Jedi, they don't do a good job of it. <laughs> Name one kid that came out well that was raised by Jedi. Um. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mace Windu probably was raised by Jedi. He probably turned out well well into um up until Anakin came into the world. Mace Windu was, was, Mace Wind was a badass, so he was raised by himself. Exactly. <laughs> he was on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> he just picked up a lightsaber and figured it all out. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody up until Anakin. How's that? How about that? If it, yeah, if it wasn't for Anakin, he was about to take down the strongest Sith out there. Just by bouncing off the the the, um, the Sith lightning right off his lightsaber. Just he's about to hit him until Freaking Anakin had to come in and hate this. Every Jedi child was okay, but then oh, there was Anakin. Up, up until Anakin, every, every, yes. every Jedi child was okay. Yep. That's what we think. There's no proof otherwise. <laughs> Literally, there is. There is proof otherwise because all the Sith lords they were former Jedi. The more the majority of them were, and they all made the horrible decisions. When they came to realize what the Sith were doing. So the Jedi, they, they're good warriors, but they're not good parents. They not, too, not, not very good diplomats either. But I mean, this could be a difference. I mean, Mando and Ahsoka, there was a little flirtation going on there. So you never know. They might be his parents. Raise them right. <laughs> so, that's why, so that's why no one knows what happens, and that's why he doesn't show up for. Uh, the craziness that goes on in the in the last trilogy because the slow girl on his and and his and his newly formed daddy just like was like nope we're just gonna have a family yeah he like, over there yeah he like them skywalkers are crazy I'm not getting involved in that, <laughs> that family drama anymore he's like there's bigger stuff going on in the galaxy he's like so he's like I've been there before for the way oh my god okay yeah we're but he could have been fighting a bigger battle we don't know. This trilogy focused on the Skywalkers, basically. The second, the last trilogy. There could be other things happening in the galaxy. Who's to say some of them weren't even bigger? So they just left Yoda for the crappiness? I refuse to believe that. I refuse to accept that our good friend Yoda was just pushed off to the side to handle the crappiness that is Skywalker. Like, come on now. No. 
No. Yoda's living his best life in Dagobah. Yes. He has no. But that, what's, what's interesting is he has such a strong connection to the Force. Remember when Alderaan exploded? He, you know, he felt, uh, no. He felt that so many, you no, know, millions of light years away. I'm wondering if, you know, Grogu, the child, you know, goes in the temple. If he calls out to the Force, will uh, uh, anyone hear him? Uh, what Jedi's are still left that'll actually hear him and, and respond? Mace uh, Windu. We don't know Mace is dead. He could have fallen out the out of the, out of the window and went into hiding. No, he, exactly. So Mace Windu can come back and help him. It's a robotic arm because they have such great technology. You can get a robotic arm similar to the robotic uh, hand that Luke Skywalker has, right? Or the or the arm that um, that uh, uh, Vader has. See, there you go. So, yeah, let's, let's make that trending. No, yeah. still alive. <laughs> Window is dead. Keep playing. keep playing. I guess I guarantee you it's probably gonna be Window. Window probably the one that's, that that helps him escape. But shit, how old will Mace uh, Window be though? Because if he died during um, Rise look, of Sith, look, uh, he wasn't old then. He just looked old because he, you know. No, no. Well, we don't know if space black don't crack, so we got to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He might have been forty-five. <laughs> Maybe his species <laughs> is like Morgan Freeman; they don't age. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. He was like forty-five back then. He could still be alive. He looking like eighty now. Only, only like eighty. Only and the force is extending bad his life. Shut up. The force is extending his life. <laughs> I hate you both. So, <laughs> we're looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, they haven't posted yet what the title of next week's episode is going to be, but I, I'm presuming and hoping that it jumps directly to following Mando, and it's not going to uh, divert and show us uh, you know, Carl Weathers and, and Gina Carano's character. Just take us back to the, the bread and butter, which is Mandalorian and, and the child. I don't want to see any side story right now. Yeah, agreed. But that's what makes it great. His entire show is side story. <laughs> it's every video game quest. Come True. on. It's like, here, do this for me, and I'll give you this information. This entire thing is a video game quest. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. If you when you put it into those terms, tell me I'm wrong. No, uh, no, uh, no, that's true. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Thank you. Oh, I'm so right. <laughs> true, but I think that wraps up uh, today's episode. Well, this is our. We didn't even do this for Mando Monday. It was such a good episode that we decided to record uh, uh, before Monday. As your host, K. Kareem and Hanif, have a good one.